are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I have read and reflected on the 2,600-page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. And today is our last reading. If you would like to discuss what we have read today or any day throughout this year, head on over to Facebook and find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group page and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. If you would like to make a gift for this podcast that has been provided at no charge, you can do so by sending a tip through Venmo to the handle Mystical City of God. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir aflame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 365. We are reading from volume 4, book 8, chapter 23, paragraphs 786 to 791. Chapter 23. An offering of praise and thanksgiving made by me, Sister Mary of Jesus, the least of the mortals, to the Lord and to his most holy mother, for having been chosen to write this heavenly history under the direction of the Queen and Mistress of Heaven. 786. I confess thee, God eternal, Lord of heaven and earth, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, the one and true God, one substance and majesty in the trinity of persons. Since not having received aught from anybody, that thou shouldst repay him, Romans 11.35, solely through thy ineffable condescension and clemency, thou revealest thy mysteries and sacraments to thy little ones, Matthew 11.25, and since thou dost it in immense bounty and infinite wisdom, pleasing thyself, and doing all things aright. In thy works thou magnifest thy holy name, exaltest thy omnipotence, showest thy greatness, scatterest thy mercies, and establishest thy glory, which is due to thee as the holy, the wise, the powerful, the kind, the liberal God, the sole beginning and author of all that is good. None is so holy as thou, None so powerful, none so exalted, who raisest the poor from the dust and from nothingness, and enrichest the needy. Psalm 112.7 Thine are, O Most High God, the ends and the poles of the earth. Thou givest life and givest death. Thou humblest and castest down to the abyss the proud. Thou raisest up the humble according to thy pleasure. Thou enrichest and impoverishest in order that in thy presence no flesh may boast, 
nor the strongest presume upon his strength, nor the weakest fear or distrust his weakness and his lowliness. 787. I confess thee, true Lord, as the King and Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. I confess and praise thy holy name and give glory to thee who conferest wisdom. I confess thee, Queen of Heaven, most holy Mary, worthy Mother of my Lord Jesus Christ, beginning of our salvation, depository of the treasures of his grace, living temple of the divinity, restoratrix of the general ruin of the human race, new joy of the saints, glory of the works of the Almighty, and singular instrument of his omnipotence. I confess thee as the sweetest mother of mercy, refuge of the unfortunate, protectress of the poor and of the afflicted, all that the angelic spirits and the saints proclaim of thee, and in thee and through thee. I also confess and I join them in whatever glory and praise they render in thee and through thee to the divinity, blessing, magnifying, and confessing and believing with them all things concerning thee. O sovereign mistress of all creation, through thy powerful intercession alone and because thou hast looked upon me with eyes of mercy, thy divine Son has turned toward me in his clemency. And as a father not disdaining for thy sake to choose me, the vile wormlet of the earth, and the least of his creatures, to manifest his venerable secrets and mysteries, the multitudinous watchers of my faults, ingratitudes and miseries, could not extinguish his immense charity, and my torpidity and sluggishness could not dry up or choke the flow of his divine light and wisdom. 788. I confess, O kindest mother, before heaven and earth, that I have striven with myself and with thy enemies, and that my interior was sadly troubled in hesitating between my unworthiness and my desire of wisdom. I stretched forth my hands and bewailed my insipidity. I led on my heart and I encountered knowledge, and with knowledge I came into the possession of peace, and when I encountered and loved it, I found it a godly possession. I was not confounded. The sweet and strong force of wisdom wrought within me. It manifested to me the most hidden things and the knowledge most uncertain. I placed before my eyes thee, the beautiful image of the divinity and mystical city of his habitation, in order that through the darksome night of this mortal life thou mightest be my guiding star, and light me as the moon of the immense light, in order that I might follow thee as my leader, love thee as a mother, obey thee as a mistress, hear thee as my teacher, that I might see myself as an immaculate mirror, and reach highest perfections by having before me thy ineffable example, virtues, and works. 7.89 But who could have ever bent the divine majesty to so vile a slave, if not thou, O powerful queen, who art the greatness of love, the vastness of clemency, the source of mercy, the prodigy of grace, and who has filled up the abysses of the guilt of all the children of Adam. Thine, O lady, is the credit and the glory for all that I have written, not only because it records thy most holy and admirable life, but because thou hast given it a beginning, hast furthered it, and brought it to a close. And if thou hadst not been its author and controller, it could never have entered into the thoughts of man. Let, then, all thanks and credit be thine, because thou alone canst give a worthy return to thy divine Son and our Redeemer for this new and peerless blessing. That thou make such a return, I can only ask thee in the name of the whole church and in my own name. 
And this I desire now to do, O Mother and Queen of the Virtues, humbled in thy presence, deeper than to the dust. I confess what I have received this and other blessings as favors which I could never merit. Only what thou hast taught and commanded have I written. I was but the mute instrument of thy tongue, moved and governed by thy wisdom. Perfect thou this work of thy hands, not only for the appropriate glory and the praise of the Most High, but add to it what is wanting in order that I may practice thy doctrine. Follow thy footsteps, obey thy commands, and run after the odor of thy ointment, which is the sweetness and fragrance of thy virtues, diffused with ineffable kindness through this history. 790. I acknowledge myself, O Empress of Heaven, as the most unworthy, the most indebted of all the children of the Holy Church, in order that the monstrosity of my ingratitude may not become apparent in the Church. Before the Almighty and before thee, I propose, offer, and seek to make known my renunciation of all that is visible and earthly. I again subject my liberty to the divine will and to thy own, engaging myself not to use my free will except for God's glory and pleasure. I beseech thee, the blessed among all creatures, that just as by thy clemency of the Lord and thy own, I hold the title of his spouse, and of thy daughter and disciple, and as thy son, my Lord, has so often deigned to confirm these titles. Thou permit me not, O purest lady, to fall short of these titles. Thy protection and assistance failed me not in the writing of thy wonderful life. Help me now to put into practice thy teachings, wherein eternal life consists. Thou wishest and commandest me to imitate thee, stamp and engrave upon my soul thy living image. Thou hast sown in my earthly heart the holy seed. Guard it, cherish it, O mother, sweet mistress, that it may bring forth fruit a hundredfold, that it may not be snatched away by the birds of prey, the dragon and his demons, for of their wrath I have been warned in every word. I have written of thee, my lady, guide me unto the end. Command me as my queen, instruct me as my teacher, correct me as my mother. Receive as thanksgiving for all this thy own life, and the high pleasure which thou hast afforded to the most blessed Trinity, as the perfection of his marvels. Let the angels and saints praise thee. Let all nations and generations know thee. Let all creatures in thee and through thee eternally bless their creator. And let my soul and all my faculties magnify thee. 791 this heavenly history as I have adverted throughout the course of it, I have written in obedience to the commands of my superiors and confessors, who have had the guidance of my soul. They have assured me that I would fulfill the will of God through obedience in writing it, that I should obey the most blessed mother, who for many years has commanded me to write it. And although I have always subjected all of it to the criticism and to the will of my superiors, withholding not a single word from their scrutiny, I nevertheless submitted again to their better judgment. Above all, I submitted to the amendment and correction of the Holy Roman Catholic Church, to whose censure and teaching as her daughter I protest I will be subject, ready to believe and hold all that this same Holy Church, our Mother, approves and believes, and ready to reject all that she rejects. For in obedience to her I wish to live and to die. Amen. The End this concludes our reading today, for the last time this year, for day number 365. We have read from Volume 4, Book 8, Chapter 23, 
paragraphs 786 to 791, and this completes the four volumes of the mystical city of God. To me, it's almost unbelievable that we have accomplished the four volumes. I'm sure many people have read them, but again, not a lot of people have read them. Some people have picked them up only to put them back down. But we've read over 2,600 pages in 365 days. We have reflected about the life of Jesus and Mary, about the special privileges given to Mary, about the incarnation and birth of Christ our God, of his life, of his passion, death, resurrection, ascension, Pentecost, and the Assumption of Our Lady, all of these things, these great feast days that we celebrate throughout the church year, we've been able to delve a little deeper into them and hopefully are better able to appreciate them as we celebrate them year after year. If you recall, the very reason why I wanted to read The Mystical City of God was because of my great love and devotion to Father Solanus Casey, to us blessed Solanus Casey. When my mother was sick with diabetes, although she had it her entire life, in the last years of her life she began to experience amputations. And I began praying, asking Father Solanus to pray for my mother that she would never have her leg amputated. And when she passed from this world, I realized that Father Solanus had interceded, and that my prayer, although a sad answer, was indeed answered, that she never had her leg amputated. During that time in which I daily sought the intercession of Father Solanus, who throughout his earthly life promoted the mystical city of God, encouraging anyone he would talk to to read it, having read it over four times in his life and knowing many parts of it that he had it memorized, I began reading volume one, one or two pages a day, to accompany my intercessory prayer to Father Solanus. I stopped reading after my mother died. I no longer was seeking his prayers, I guess, although I did pray asking him to help me sell her house. But I ended at volume one and in the middle of it, and so, as a way to thank Father Solanus for his intercession, and because I had grown in admiration of Venerable Maria of Agreda, because of her bilocation in the United States, I wanted to do something to be able to promote her, to make her better known, to help people read this work, and maybe, hopefully, one day she'll be beatified. After all, she is an incorruptible whose tomb this year I was able to visit in Spain and pray before. I look back over 365 days of readings. I remember our very first days in which we were reading about the Immaculate Conception and how dense it was and how I kept encouraging you, persevere, persevere. I was so grateful when we got to the Nativity of Our Lady and when we started talking about St. Joachim and St. Anne and the presentation in the temple, that's where the mystical city of God takes a turn of great interest, I think. 
a lot of people that I know who have read or listened along with, they commented that the reading of The Passion was something that was very much something that touched their heart, that they never realized how much that Jesus endured, how much he suffered. And if that was something that touched your heart, maybe go back, especially during Lent, and read it again. For me, one of the things that I took away as I was reading it was to know that Venerable Maria of Agreda had this great knowledge of sacred scripture. She quoted the scripture so often. She knew the Bible. And then she gave us these explanations of different biblical passages, like Revelation 12, Revelation 21, I think, the woman of Proverbs, so Proverbs 31. And she reflected on these passages of sacred scripture just within the last month to hear about Esther, Queen Esther, and Mary being the true Esther. She knew the sacred scriptures and she reflected on them. And for us now, I hope that we'll never look at the scriptures the same because we have this supplement that we have taken in with the mystical city of God. Another thing that I really appreciated as we were reading were the little anecdotes of Mary obtaining little miracles along the way. There was one on the flight into Egypt, but then there were some just, you know, as she passed from this life, as her funeral beer was passing through the streets, how people were healed, how wherever she would travel, people would experience these inexplicable healings. I always enjoyed those stories. I enjoy the stories of Mary's miracles. I enjoy the grace reports, people experiencing a conversion of heart. The reading of the mystical city of God that we've accomplished has done a lot for our souls. It has taught us so much. And in these last days, Maria Vagrida has really been encouraging us to live the teachings that we have received. And so maybe that's our goal as we go forward from this year of reading, that really we make it our aim to live these messages, that we make it our aim to live what we have read. And as we do so, we'll become holy and we'll strive towards sainthood. That's what Venerable Maria of Agreda would want. I know that I will be unpacking over the next several weeks and months what we've read. I'll be revisiting different sections, probably writing about the flight into Egypt, I anticipate. I think that's something of interest to people that we don't actually celebrate with a feast day in the church, so I want to draw attention to it, write about what Maria Vagrida says. I go back and I think about that piece about the birds. I love the birds, and uh, I just loved uh, that reading and reference. I wrote about it on Catholic Exchange. And even in our last month, we've heard about birds around Mary, especially as she was preparing to leave and transition out of this world. There's so much. I just want to leave you with a few things that people have commented on the Facebook group about the mystical city of God and what it's meant to them. 
One person commented, This has been such a blessing to be a part of this podcast and community. I have so much more appreciation of Our Lady as we learn so much about her life here on earth. Her great love for the church and for conversion of sinners was just so encouraging. My soul feels refreshed and have a greater understanding of what it means to love our God with all our hearts, minds, and souls. No one exhibited this better than the Blessed Mother. Another person shared that as she would go back and forth from different appointments to get lunch and such because her husband was sick, she said, Each day at lunch, as I work mostly remotely at home, this podcast would travel with me to pick up food for my husband and I from our local food market. I would take a break from work and from the stress of caregiving by entering Our Lady's world, which is, of course, heaven on earth. Just as you were reading about the illness of St. Joseph, we were in the thick of my husband's stem cell transplant. One comfort those readings gave me as my own Joseph needed much loving care. I could feel the hands of Our Lady helping us. The late summer was a lot of the passion on the podcast. Our summer was my husband's slow recovery, but more heartbreaking family news as my two adult daughters dealt with a major orthopedic surgery for a benign but large tumor and need for more caregiving on my part, as she has a three-year-old, and family issues, respectively. I really do not know where I would be without Our Lady's daily prayers for us, and the podcast reminding us that our mother has got our back no matter what, just like she helped the apostles in the early church. I will miss this podcast like crazy, but I will certainly push play on the reruns as we head in 2023. My husband is in remission, my daughter is on the mend, and thanks to a productive St. Andrew's Christmas novena, my other daughter has a bit of hope in her family situation. And thanks to Our Lady, I have learned to keep saying fiat in the storm. These are just two reflections of people who have been touched by the mystical city of God throughout this year. I hope that you'll share on the Facebook group your own story of what this has meant for you. I'll tell you this. Doing a 365-day project was a big undertaking. I never got ahead in the readings, except today as I record day 365. It is December 29th, so I'm two days ahead. Whenever I would travel, when I was in Spain, I was recording in Spain. Whenever I would go on vacation or I would be speaking somewhere, I would always be bringing my recording equipment and my volume of the mystical city of God. My whole life has revolved around this venerable woman, Maria of Agreda. But it's been well worth it. I'm grateful I've done it. And now we've accomplished it. You might wonder what's next. I don't know the answer to that question. What's next? These episodes, now that they're recorded, can simply be re-released, much like what Father Schmitz or Father Roche have been doing with their podcasts about the Bible and divine mercy. I envision that during Lent, I would like to read the popular volume, The Dolores Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ by Venerable, or maybe Blessed, Anne Catherine Emmerich, and that maybe that would continue with a May reading of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Please don't hold me to that. That's something I'm toying with, praying about, whether or not I want to undertake that. I am aware that Anne Catherine Emmerich has a four-volume set, and I looked it up. It was 2,200 pages, and 
personally, I just knew that I couldn't undertake that. It wasn't something that I would be able to do this next year, that I need a little break, that I need to work on a few other projects that I have in mind. So it's been a joy to be with you day after day, to see how many people have been listening throughout the year, to see the number of downloads. All I can say is thank you for being a part of this and a special thank you to Almighty God for hearing the prayers of Blessed Solanus Casey. Thank you to Almighty God for the example of Blessed Solanus Casey who loved this work, who promoted it, and because he did so, was able to enter more deeply into my life. As we bring to a close then, 365 days, reading the mystical city of God, my prayer for you is that as we've read these wonderful mysteries of our faith, that you may now reap the copious benefit of what you know, and that Our Lady, who is the treasure house of grace, will intercede for you and bring many graces to you and to your family in your life. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I have read the entire mystical city of God, and you've joined me in that. I'm grateful that you joined me today, and I hope that we'll stay in touch. Until next time, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.